Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Rick Bentley. Rick Bentley is the founder and CEO of Structure, a cloud-based video surveillance system for enterprises. Bentley also founded Televoke Incorporated, which was eventually bought by Uber. He raised eight figures of venture capital from VCs, including SoftBank and WI Harper, and is a full-time advisor to Google X. He was also a direct report to Andy Grove, father of objectives and key results for five years. Well, good afternoon, Rick. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. This is exciting. You're on the show today and we're going to kind of jump through your story, your company and, and what's really happening. And that's what's really exciting because we are a technology platform, but we do like to talk a little bit about Rick Bentley, of course. So let's jump right into the questions, Rick. You've got quite the career in technology as a chief technology officer. You're a serial entrepreneur, and now you're the founder and CEO of Cloud and Structure. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Thanks, Brian. I think um, being in tech, it helps to have a technical background to begin with. I see a lot of people kind of get in the space and wonder why they're having a hard time uh, figuring out what's going on and and getting the respect they deserve. Um, I got a bachelor's in physics and a master's in engineering from UC Berkeley. And I just uh, stayed in the Bay Area the whole time. It's been, Silicon Valley is a lottery, right? I think uh, people do not attribute luck to what they have uh, going on with their success. And the fact of the matter is you can make all the smart moves in Silicon Valley and the odds are still overwhelmingly against you. So, um, you know, having a tech focus and then frankly, you know, taking all the, the swings, taking all the at-bats, buying all the lottery tickets, you know, working at all the startups uh, and swinging for the fence every time, eventually it has to pay off, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate that. Really, really do. And um, and you're right. There's there's a lot of people that are in the tech space and, and uh, you know, they obviously have some contributions, but when it gets gets down to the nuts and bolts, when you're working in uh, the technical side of things, you really need to know your stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that. So Rick, we're going to jump a little bit into this pandemic, right? Hopefully it's going to go away forever, or, or at least we've learned from it, right? But what are your plans for business growth going forward? Uh, will it be any different than the last 15 months? Yeah, you know, I think Churchill said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, uh, I started to see the lockdowns happen. Well, first I saw all the big tech companies send everyone home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is unusual. Uh, and then other, other companies started to follow, but then the mandates came down. And you know, we thrust tens of millions of people into poverty and it really was disruptive. Yeah. I, was, I was very annoyed by it at first, but then I, I remember that quote. I'm like, okay, well, what's, you know, how can we capitalize on this? And what we had is we had a video surveillance platform in the cloud that could uh, process video and do high-level computational analytics on it using computer vision on top of machine learning. And we realized, well, honestly, people would be looking for things they weren't looking for before. And it wasn't even obvious at first what those were. But the first one that, that hit us upside the head is, you know, here, here we are doing face recognition, and we're lamenting the fact that people are wearing masks now because then we can't see their face as well, Right. Then we realized, well, I'll bet people want to know what mask compliance is, right? Yep. So can we detect mask, no mask? Well, yeah, that's easy compared to the recognizing part, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just detecting that your recognition has been spoiled. Um, you know, no one really cared if people were six feet apart before or not. 
right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's another thing you can do with a camera. Now, maybe the camera should be in the center of the room looking down instead of, you know, sideways like most surveillance cameras are. But uh, that kind of got us on the path to, you know, thinking about what opportunities uh, came about from this um, uh, crisis. And, you know, those were a couple of them. And we're really enjoying now, though, the rebound coming back. So the next, to answer your question, going forward, um, you know, we see people take great comfort in the fact that our system can, can do mask, no mask, and things like that. Um, but it's not even what they're looking for so much anymore. They're looking for a video surveillance system and face recognition and license plate reading and stuff like that. So we're pursuing those avenues. And it's, it's great that we built a functionality before. And if, if things come back to lockdowns again, we'll have it again. But in the meanwhile, it's almost as if the, the features are back to normal again. That's amazing. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've told many guests on the show about uh, the silver lining, right? The silver lining is that we have really advanced innovation and have come up with some great solutions uh, to solve challenges for a pandemic and just to solve other challenges outside of a pandemic. And it's been simply amazing how the people have gotten together as a community and really worked hard to help each other out. And that's what's simply just awesome about uh, the human spirit. So thank you for sharing. And so Rick, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Yeah, uh, on the tech, particularly what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you can do, with enough computational power, you can do about anything, right? I think one of the problems is that computing is expensive. And if you want to have a video recorder on premises somewhere and go through all that video and index all the objects, you can search by cat or car or person or whatever. and you want to do face recognition, and you want to do license plate reading, and you and 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 all the things that you can think of, uh, that's very computationally expensive. So you would need, you know, almost not a supercomputer, but you would need a lot of computational power on site and make it cost prohibitive. Uh, once we push the video to the cloud, though, uh, things become kind of interesting. We can afford to have, you know, big. They're called GPU, uh, graphic processing units, to kind of step above the. Uh, central processing unit in terms of processing pixels uh-huh. and um, a, a more than a mag- order of magnitude better at it. Um, so it's a big step up, but you can afford to have a big cluster of those there and you can start a computational pipeline that's very efficient. So for example, if you're running face recognition all the time, there's not even a person in frame. You're, you're just burning a lot of computational power over nothing. So you know, first we see the detector person, we detect a person, we see the detect a face. We detect a face, we crop the face, we rotate the face, we color flatten the face, and then we recognize the face, right? While we're recognizing the face, we do mask, no mask detection. And then we take all the faces, we put those into clusters. So we may not know who a person is. We haven't seen them before. We don't know their name, but we know that's unknown person four or five, six, right? And you can look at video and you can see that there's an unknown person four or five, six in that video. And then you can ask the system just by clicking on it, show me all the video with unknown person four or five, six in it. And you will see all the video of that person. And maybe you say, hey, they went to lunch with Mike. Mike, who's this person, right? Or they got in this car with this license plate number or whatever it is. And um, that really does a lot because even once you have a hundred camera system, you, you can't really get through the video anymore, uh, you know, on, on, on a human time scale. So, uh, having the computer being able to see for you is, is becoming increasingly important. That's, that's a lot of what we do. 
That's awesome. And, and you're absolutely right. We're, we're producing so much video and content and data uh, at an, just an a alarmingly fast rate these days that we have to use uh, these computational systems, advanced computational systems and machine learning to help humans keep up and, and sort through this. So I appreciate you sharing what you're doing. Uh, and then Rick, last question here, could you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, I'll say this about entrepreneurship. Uh, you cannot be risk adverse, right? The odds are overwhelmingly against us entrepreneurs. Um, you look at the percent of companies that try for venture funding and get it, you know, it's on the order of 1% less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those, you know, the VCs have a portfolio approach. They'll invest in 10 companies and they account on, you know, one or two to pay back the entire fund, one or two to break even, the rest go to zero, right? Yeah. So, you have to be in a position in life where you got a little bit of a social safety net. And that's one of the social injustices we face, right? That you have to be able to not get paid for a while, or at least risk not getting paid for a long time uh, to take on entrepreneurship. And you have to be willing to do it again and again, because the chance of it working through the first time is, is pretty small. So, you know, take your lessons and, uh, and apply them to the next one. I love that. And, you know, talking to a lot of guests on the show, Rick, um, they've shared similar stories, similar sentiments about entrepreneurship where it's exciting, but it's, it's, you're going to have to find your why or your passion to continue to pull you through to be successful as an entrepreneur, because it is, it is really hard and, and we totally get that. So thank you again for sharing. And Rick, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks, Brian. I really enjoyed the talk. Bye for now. Bye for now.